This is day five together of our look through 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to look at a few more verses today, verses 8 to 13. These are verses that are about the greatness of love. We've talked about the priority of love. We've talked about the actions, the characteristics of love. And these are verses that talk about the greatness of love. Listen to what they have to say. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. These are verses that talk to us about the greatness of love. The greatest of these is love. What makes love the greatest of these? Well, there are many things, but three of them come out of this passage. What makes love the greatest of these? Love is what will ultimately last. Love is what we ultimately need. And love is the ultimate goal. What makes love the greatest of these? Number one, love is what will ultimately last. And Paul goes again through a list of gifts. Love never fails, he says. He talks about prophecies. He talks about tongues. He talks about knowledge. But he says these things, they're not going to last into eternity. Love is what will ultimately last. All those gifts that we have on this earth, they are necessary, but they are lacking. They are lacking, he says, because they are partial. They're no longer going to be necessary in heaven because the intent of those gifts is going to be completed. You won't need the gift of knowledge in heaven, somebody to give you more knowledge about God, because you will know God in heaven. You won't need the gift of tongues in heaven, someone to speak with the tongue to help you to understand who God is, because you'll be with God in heaven. Those gifts are no longer going to be needed in heaven, but love's needed. Love will not fail. It will always be necessary. It's always a part of God's plan in our lives. Love is what will ultimately last. That's the greatness of love. He also talks about the greatness of love, and he says, love is what we ultimately need. God created us to live in a relationship of love with himself. Of all the needs that I think that I have, the need that God created me to live with is the need to love. I need to love God. I need to love others. Paul gives us some pictures of this. He gives us the picture of a mirror. He says, now it's like we see in a mirror dimly. He's talking about us trying to look at God and see God, look at life and see life, understand things. Now he says, it's like we look in a mirror dimly. Our gifts, the way God uses us in this world, It's like we're looking into a mirror, trying to see who God is, see what God's about, and we can see some of it, but the reflection isn't as good as we need it to be. In fact, we see too much of ourselves in many ways. It's like Paul is saying here, like looking into the polished metal mirrors of ancient Corinth. They had a lot of mirrors then, but they didn't always work correctly. And this one, it wasn't polished enough. I can't quite see it. Paul gives another picture. He says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put those childish things behind me. In both of these pictures, the mirror that you can't quite see, a child becoming a man, he's saying, we're looking forward to something better, something greater. And what are we looking forward to? When we talk about love, what is it that we ultimately need and how's that need ultimately gonna be met? Well, he talks about it in verse 12. He says, now I know in part, then 
I shall know fully, and here's the phrase, even as I am fully known. The scripture says that when we see Jesus, we shall be like him. We shall see him face to face. I see the best reflection of who I am to be when I look into the face of Jesus Christ. I see the best reflection, the best truth, the best reality of the kind of love that I need to have in the face of Jesus Christ. I don't just see the love of Jesus in the face of Jesus. I see the love that needs to be in my life in the face of Jesus. He's God in human flesh. So when I see him, I will see his love. And when I see his love, I will know him. And I will also know that I'm fully known by him. I'm made to love him. Love is what we ultimately need. I am made to live in this love relationship with God and based on this, this love relationship with others. Not just the human relationships that we have on this earth. It's higher than the kind of love that you talk about in a book or in a movie. We're talking about the kind of love where I know God and God knows me and I see who I'm fully to be in him and I see who you're fully to be and we see that in each other. That's what we look forward to. And love is what we ultimately need. We're gonna see that in the face of Jesus Christ. And so because of that, a third thing we see here, love is the ultimate goal. Now abide, faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. It's the ultimate goal. Why is the greatest love? Because without God's love, you'd never have the opportunity to have faith or hope. Unless God had so loved the world that he gave his son, I could not have faith in Jesus. I could not hope in eternity. Why is the greatest love? Because God's love within us empowers faith and love in my life. It's not only that I was given the opportunity to have faith and love through the love of God, I can live out the realities of faith and love. I mean, faith and hope in my life, every day of my life through the reality of love. God's love empowers the characteristics of faith and hope in my everyday life. Why is love the ultimate goal? Because unless it leads to love, faith and hope are empty promises. Without love, Paul told us at the beginning, it's nothing. I could have faith to remove mountains. It's nothing without love. So we come to the end of this challenging chapter. It's going to challenge me the rest of my life. And there's two questions. Question number one, have you recognized God's love for you? We talked about love this week, loving like he loves. Have you recognized his love for you? Have you said, God, I recognize your love for me and I want to live in relationship with you? How do you do that? Well, he already's done all that has needed to be done. That's why Jesus came to this earth. He died on a cross to offer you forgiveness for your sins. He was resurrected to offer you a new life, these gifts. Have you accepted those gifts? Are you living in relationship with him? Have you recognized God's love for you? God so loved you that he gave his only son. If not, do so right now. Right now, say, Jesus Christ, I recognize your love for me. I want to live in relationship with you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your life. Have you recognized God's love for you? The second question is this. Are you allowing God's love to flow through you? Sometimes as believers, and I certainly get caught up in this, we try to love. We try to love like God would love. And that's a very wearying thing. You might be worn out with trying to love like God loves, with trying to be patient, trying to be kind. That's not the question. I'm not asking, are you trying to love? I'm asking, are you allowing God's love to flow through you? I'm not asking, are you trying to love? I'm asking, are you trusting to love? Are you trusting him for a kind of love that you can't love with on your own? Now, you grow in that love, no doubt about it. You grow in your ability to love others. 
But the question is not where are you in relationship to somebody else or where you might be later in your life. The question is right now, today, are you going to be selfish, not even try to love? Or are you going to try to love on your own power? Or are you going to trust to love? Are you going to allow God's love to flow through you? Begin to learn to do that. It's a lifelong journey. Are you going to take a step in that journey today? Jesus, as we pray, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Everything that we've talked about this week, everything that we've read, we couldn't have read it. We couldn't have said these words apart from the cross, the resurrection, the life that you live for us, apart from your love for us. So we thank you for your love in our lives. And we pray that instead of it feeling like a burden that we're trying to do, we'd sense the blessing of what your love can do in us so that we can love others. God, thank you. Thank you for your great love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Next week, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 14 together. It's not the love chapter, but it's a great chapter. It's a chapter about how to have outstanding worship in our everyday lives as believers. Join us next week, 1 Corinthians 14. (music) 